Hello everyone, welcome back to QRS Entertainment. I hope you're having a great day and week. On today's video, I just wanted to talk about the upcoming season for the NBA. And by upcoming, I mean tomorrow night. Less than 24 hours away already. It kind of snuck up on me this year. When I was younger, I used to can't wait and dreaded the time in between the NBA season. But this year, it just kind of snuck up on me. It still kind of feels like the season just ended with the Bucks beating the Suns and the Suns collapsing. I thought that championship was theirs. They just let it go. But it was only a matter of time before the Bucks were going to win a championship, and they got it. Congratulations to them. Now, there used to be a time where I could tell you every player on every team, but that's definitely not the case this year. Ever since COVID, I've lost a lot of interest with the league. I felt like the overall product and the actual direction of the league just wasn't in a good spot. It really felt like they shifted focus from what the product on the court actually was. But I never lost the love for the game. I still love basketball. It's by far my favorite sport. And I've dumped too many hours into the NBA and the sport of basketball to just not cover it on this channel. Now I can't cover every single game like I would like to. When I was younger I would actually go through and watch every game of every night. But I'm telling you I ate, slept, and dreamed about basketball every single day. I literally did. From about 2002 all the way up into, I don't know, 2014-15. But with that being said I'm gonna do my best to get into it and try to give you deep dives on what my thoughts and opinions are on the upcoming season and the storylines that are there. First off, I want to start with the Brooklyn Nets and the elephant in the room with Kyrie Irving. No matter what happens, I just hope it is a solution that every party is happy with, whether he gets the vaccine, whether he doesn't and he leaves the team. Whatever the outcome is, I just hope every party is satisfied and content with the outcome. Like I've said on other videos, I don't do politics. I want to stay as far away as I can on that topic why I'm on this channel, and I'm definitely not going to pick a side on the Kyrie Irving storyline. If he gets it, he'll be able to play, and that'll be fun for us. If he doesn't, that's his choice, and the team and himself are going to have to live with the consequences, whatever they may be. Maybe one day I'll have a opinion on it. It won't be on this channel, but until then, I'm going to stay out of that and focus on the entertaining parts of the upcoming season. And with that being said and out of the way, I am going to go into each team real quick, and I mean real quick, right now, so I'll have something to look back on after the season and see how right or wrong I was. And full disclosure, it's going to take me a little while to get used to all the free agency moves that's happened over the last year or two, but I'll work my way around it as I watch the games, and I'll try to catch as many games as I can and give my analysts of them, just like I do with football and baseball. Alright, the first team, New York Knicks. I know they made a couple of big moves by bringing in Kemba and Fournier from the Celtics, but I still don't think it's going to be all that impactful. I think they're a better team than last year, but not by that much. I have them as the third team in their division in the Atlantic behind the Brooklyn Nets and Philly. Speaking of the Nets, I think they're the best team in their division by far, even without Kyrie. And honestly, I, th I think they're just as good as the Bucks for the best team in the conference and in the league, as long as they can stay healthy. Okay, now on to Toronto. I feel like this team has just fallen off ever since they won the championship, and I think it was 18 or 19, 18 or 19. I can't remember which one. But anyway, I think they're easily the worst team in their uh, division, and they're probably a bottom feeder, even in the Eastern Conference. Probably 11 or 12. I do not think they make the playoffs. Like I said, I think they're 11 or 12 well without are well outside of the range of being in the playoffs. 
Okay, now on to the 76ers. They have their own set of drama with Ben Simmons. I I didn't even know he was with the team. I thought that he said he wasn't going to training camp. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with him, if they're going to lower their asking price to trade him, or if he's actually going to buy in and try to play with them. But regardless, I think they're still a solid team with Embiid and Tobias Harris. Not a fan of Doc Rivers. I think he's vastly overrated, and that's coming from a Celtics fan. Anyway, I think the 76ers could be a third or fourth, maybe even a fifth, depending on how their season goes, team in the Eastern Conference final, or Eastern Conference overall. Now on to the last team in the Atlantic, and that's the Celtics. My favorite team overall. And I have no idea what's going on with this team. They uh, they moved on from Danny Ainge, and Brad Stevens moved up to be the GM. I think it's a huge mistake. I think Danny Ainge was by far the best GM in the league. Maybe not the best GM on a year-to-year comparison, but over the span of 10 to 15 years, by far the best GM in the league, in my opinion. I don't know how well Doc, or not Doc Rivers, but Brad Stevens can be. I hope he's well. I don't know how well the new coach is going to be. I've I've got good feelings about him, but still, to lose Brad Stevens as a coach and Danny Ainge as GM really stings. I know they got rid of Kemba Walker, and they let Evan Fournier leave and brought back Al Horford, which I don't think was a great move. I think he's going to be a non-factor for the year. I'm not saying he's washed. I just don't think he's going to give much for a team trying to win a championship. But regardless, I still think this team is going to be a decent team. Probably the same area as where I have Philly, you know, third to fifth range in the Eastern Conference. Now on to the Central Division. I'm not going to lie, I almost forget about this division. A lot of teams that are just blah, in my opinion, and I'll just dive right into it. The Bulls. I think the Bulls are an improved team from what I can tell. I think there's a lot of people sleeping on them, but I don't think they're going to make as much noise as the people who have them overhyped. I think they're a solid playoff candidate, but that's it. Probably make the playoffs, but get knocked out in the first round. All right, Detroit, I mean, they're rebuilding. When your biggest move is to bring in Kelly Olenek, you're definitely in a rebuild. I don't expect much for this team. They're probably going to be one of the worst teams in the league, let alone the conference. They probably got the magic beat out just barely. All right, on to the Pacers. I feel like this is just another Bulls repeat. They're just they're a good team. They're just... Not good enough to make in any any noise. The only difference is the Bulls are a young up-and-coming team, and uh, the Indiana Pacers are old, and they've been around for a while. At least this version of the team. I definitely think they need to shake it up and restart from, from the bottom up. But, as they currently are now, I think they're a solid playoff contender. Possibly an 8th to 7th seed, first round out type of team. Cleveland Cavaliers, they're in rebuild mode just like the Pistons are. They're not going to do much. They're going to be a bottom feeder right down there with the Pistons. Though they do have some pieces where I think they could improve on. I just don't think this is the year they're going to do anything with those pieces. All right, on to the champion, the defending champion, Milwaukee Bucks. Probably the best team in the league and easily the best team in the Eastern Conference. The only competition coming from is the Nets on the Eastern Conference side. So I expect them to be just fine this year, barring injuries. That goes for every team. All right, the Southeast Division, you have the Miami Heat. I like this team with Jimmy Butler, a lot of scrappy players. Lowry's on there. I really do actually like this team. I think they're going to be much better than last year. I know they were kind of shaky and then came on strong toward the end. Let's see, I'm going to have them from that 4 to 6 range 
and I'm going to say they're going to be pretty difficult in the playoffs. Probably make it to the second. I wouldn't make, I wouldn't even be surprised if they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, just like they did a couple years ago when they made it to the finals. They're they're a scrappy team, so I I'm not going to go against them. I do think they kind of st- slow down in the regular season and will push it out in the playoffs when that comes. All right, Atlanta. Atlanta's a good team. They showed a lot last year. I I don't really know where to put them. I I guess. I would put them around the second to fifth seed in the Eastern Conference, but I can just as easily see them falling apart and having a spectacular season. So I think right there in the middle of the pack with Miami, just just a little bit better than Miami for the regular season at least. I think that's suitable for them. Okay, on to Charlotte. I have no idea what Michael's doing with this team. I think this team is primed to sell all their pieces at the trade deadline and build for the future. Get Gordon out of there. Get Terry out of there. Just move on. This this little experiment's not working out. It's a good little scrappy team, but they're not going to do anything. They're in the worst position for the NBA, where you're not good enough to be in the playoffs, or you're just good enough to make the playoffs but not do anything, and not bad enough to improve your team the way you need to in the draft. So as the team is constructed now, I'm going to say they're probably an 8 to... 10 team they're just they're not they're not going to do anything they should sell and while i'm talking about selling you can go ahead and throw the washington wizards in that group too it's the same thing they're they might make the playoffs as a bottom feeder and get waxed in the first round but just just sell at the trade deadline and build for the future it's it's over this current stage is over all right for the last team in the eastern conference and probably going to be the worst team in the eastern conference the orlando magic they're starting their rebuild. They ripped off the Band-Aid last year, traded their pieces. I actually like what they're doing. I like these young guys. I like Suggs. I'm really interested in seeing what they have to do, or what they can do, I should say. I'm also a little bit biased. This is my hometown team. I am going to be going to quite a few of the games this year. I'm excited. Haven't been to a game in the last couple of years due to COVID, so I'm really happy about that. And I'll be talking about those games when I do get to go. I think the first one is... Actually, this week, it's on Friday, I'm going to the home opener against the Knicks. I don't expect them to win a whole lot of games, but I'm just looking at seeing how these rookies progress and seeing what the front office can do to build around their pretty decent start of a rebuild. Hopefully it can go better than the last couple ever since the uh, Dwight trade, the Dwight mayor. All right, on to the Western Conference. I'm going to start going a little bit faster here just for time constraints. I don't want to be talking forever. All right, Northwest. This is kind of similar to the Wizards and the Pacers. They're good. They're not good enough to really be in the playoffs, and they're not bad enough to rebuild. Sell at the deadline. Just sell and start the rebuild. Okay, on to Utah and Denver. I'm going to put both of these in the same category. They're probably going to be one of two. They're they're really good teams that are meant for the regular season. They're going to do well, and they're probably both going to lose in the playoffs. That's just kind of their calling card. That's how it's been the last couple of years, and I'm going to call it for the again for another year. If I had to pick one to advance, I would probably pick the Nuggets. With the they got the MVP, I don't think he's going to repeat his MVP, you know. But he's still a great player, Joker. But yeah, that's that's how I see these two teams. Utah will probably be number one. Denver will be number two. They'll probably both get bounced in the second round. If if they might make it to one of them, might make it to the Eastern Conference Final, Western Conference Finals. That is all right. OKC, OKC's terrible. They're, they're terrible. They might be the worst team, competing with Orlando for the worst team in the league. Portland. Portland's in an interesting spot. I think they're uh, they're probably going to be around the 5th to 8th in the uh, Western Conference mix. I do like this team. I'm a big Dame fan. 
I can't wait till they come to Orlando. But sadly, I just don't see them doing anything as far as making it far in the playoffs. And it's it's the sad story of this team. I just I hope I'm wrong, but it is what it is. And unfortunately, you can't really say sell and trade Lillard and McCollum because they're they're not like the other teams where they're so bad they don't have a shot. This team does have a shot if they get the right pieces. So unfortunately for now, they're just they're in limbo. Okay, now on to the Pacific, which is probably one of the more exciting divisions not like divisions matter but got golden state everyone's looking forward to seeing what they can do with an actual healthy team i actually believe they can be top three if they're they're fully healthy all throughout the year we don't know how clay thompson is going to be but if they can all come back and be healthy for the majority of the year with wiggins i believe he's actually able to play now that's a solid team with the big three there if you consider Draymond a part of a pick three. But he is. He's the original three. I can I can definitely see them being third if they're they're healthy all year. Alright, on to the Clippers. Now this is going to be pretty easy for me. I I think the Clippers are probably gonna be a fourth to fifth seed. I'm gonna say fifth because I think this team has all the talent to be a number one, but they're lazy. I I don't care what you say, oh load management, we gotta have load management. No, these guys are lazy. They just don't want to play basketball. I'm not trying to talk crap about them, but that's just how I see it. They just want to be there to make the money. If they win, they win. If they don't, they don't. And that is what it is. And, you know, I can't fault them. They're good enough to be in that position. But how I see it is that they're just lazy. They just want to be there to make their money and play as little as possible. And it is, that's how I see it. All right, the other L.A. team with LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Westbrook, and every other guy over 40 on this team. I know there's a lot of hype on both sides of the argument that they're too old, they're done, and they have all these superstars they are going to be great. Honestly, I think they're going to be good. I don't think they're going to win a championship, though. Unless the league tailor makes it for LeBron, and they do do that. I don't care what anyone says. They do tailor make these championships for LeBron. not trying to be a conspiracy nut here, but the NBA is a business, and they want to get their biggest name and their biggest market to win everything so they can make money off that and i'm not i'm not saying that's a bad thing that's just how business works and i'm also not saying that other teams are just going to roll over and let it happen they still have to win the games now they just they get a favorable schedule they get favorable time off they get benefit of most calls that does happen a lot and in lebron's career at least and i don't care what anyone says or what they feel about my opinion on that because I am a LeBron hater. I'm not a Lakers hater. You might think I'm a Celtics fan and I hate the Lakers. That's not the case. But I do I do hate on LeBron quite a bit. I think his on-court and off-court antics are very telling on how a, a how what type of person he is and how disingenuine he can be as a person. And narcissistic and arrogant. But that's a story for a different day. Okay, now on to Sacramento. I do feel this team has some potential. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. They might. They might sneak in there as an eight, as the eight seed. But I also, even if they don't make it, I don't think this is one of those teams you put into the sell trade line category. I think they need a couple more years to see if they can build and put other talent around what they already have. So a little optimistic for for Sacramento. Now on to the reigning Western Conference champions, the Phoenix Suns. I think they're going to take a step back this year. They caught lightning in a bottle at the right time, and they made their run, and it was amazing. I was rooting for them. 
but they completely fell apart. That doesn't mean this team is done for. There's still a lot to look forward to going into the future. They're going to have some money coming up once Chris Paul is out of there one way or another. So I definitely believe this team is built for the future, and it's it's good for the league, in my opinion. I'm going to slot them in at the, I'm going to say the fourth spot. I don't know if they can catch the same lightning they did to make it to the finals again, but I hope so. All right, the last division, the Southwest Division, starting off with the Dallas Mavericks, probably the most exciting team in this group. Man, there's just so many good teams in the West. (laughs) Normally, I think the whole, oh, the Western Conference is so good is overblown. There's always been good teams on both sides, but this year and this last couple years, it's, it's really been true. It's hard to put Dallas outside of the top four, but I think they're going to be outside of it. Definitely a playoff contender. Well, that goes without saying. They're 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 in the playoffs. It would take catastrophic injuries for them not to make it. But I I guess I have them right after that first top tier echelon of teams. All right, for the Spurs, the Rockets, and the Pelicans, they're terrible. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on these teams. They're they're bad. They're not horrible. They're not as bad as OKC, but they're not worth talking. And so that just leaves the Memphis Grizzlies. I think this team is heading in a great direction. I think they're going to make the playoffs, though it'll be very low seat. But that's to be expected in the Western Conference. If they were in the Eastern Conference, they would probably be a top five team. But they are where they are. Hopefully they continue to be better and improve and maybe make some noise in the Western Conference. Anyway, that concludes my preview for the upcoming NBA season for 2021. Let me know what you think. Let me know in the comments what's your predictions. And as always, have a good day and God bless. Oh, and like and subscribe too.